Sunday, January 13, 2019, 6.13 p.m. Hi, C. I journaled and was able to study a lot last night. I went home early, had a late dinner, and just relaxed. I woke up feeling just all right today. I comforted a distressed friend from law school by talking on the phone while I was still in bed. I took care of Casper and had breakfast with family. Felt a bit down while getting ready. Burnt up a bit exchanging messages with uh, my Italian friend about him going to a flea market. I hang out at a Starbucks in Memorial, so I won't have too far to drive for lunch with the vegetarians and the bounty blonde. I journaled and watched lectures. Bouncy Blonde asked earlier if I wanted to come over to her house, but I said it's almost 1 anyway. She moved lunch from 1 to 1.30. She was still late. None of the other people seemed like they're coming. She was cooking for a friend at her house. I went inside and ordered alone since she said she wasn't going to eat because she was already full from what she cooked. I started to feel bad because she was being so inconsiderate, and I wanted to just drop her. She said she's there, but she's not. Apparently, the Hobdoddy in City Center isn't the only one in town, and she's in River Oaks. Ah well. She said she could come over to where I was, and I said don't worry about it. I was always fine with eating alone, but I felt bad and a little triggered because I'm settling for breadcrumbs again. I then felt frustrated with myself for being triggered. She insisted on meeting up with me to give me some of the vegan cook food that she cooked. I gave her another chance. She said she was just finishing up packing and coming over to where I was. She then said she was going to go come over in 20 minutes. 15 minutes later, no call or text. I call. She said she's leaving now and had an excuse. I heard her excuse and I said she doesn't have to come meet me. I try to be considerate of other people's time and I get annoyed when my time is wasted like this. I feel disrespected. I'm not sure if there's a name for people like her, but I'm concerned about what kind of person waits patiently for a person like her. I will try to be kind and chalk it up to ignoring red flags I've seen and giving people too many chances. I'm going home, having dinner, and I'm going to spend the evening studying and getting over letting myself be pushed around by the bouncy blonde people in general, and exes in particular. Thanks, C. Sunday, January 13, 2019, 7.21 p.m. My therapist said, Thank you for the update. I don't see it as you were being pushed around. I see a young lady who has no concept of time, and maybe she had no one care if she is on time or noticed. I don't think she did it intentionally, nor did she know it would bother you. I said she doesn't know me well enough to know, really. Thanks, see. That's a reasonable way of looking at it. I've been late and had excuses before, too. Monday, January 14, 2019, 6.15 p.m. Hello, see. I didn't leave the house again last night. I felt a little irritable and really sleepy after dinner at 8. I took an hour-long nap. I declined an invite to a friend's house to watch movies and wallow. I told her about yesterday's adventures and her reactions. 
she was scandalized and livid kind of increased my irritability my parents needed something so i took care of it for them then i did some bike sensor research online and slept dreamt about being in a mall with a baby who isn't mine but i'm trying to run away with it it's not a kidnapping situation but i felt like the child was entrusted to me by someone also the building is being evacuated but people don't seem to want to leave Apparently, the cops are going to storm the building soon to make people leave. I made it to the basement parking with the kid. I woke up feeling slightly good and significantly better than yesterday. I attended to some messages and did more sensor research while in bed. I took care of Casper and cooked breakfast. I realized it was Monday, and there is a yoga class soon, so I got ready and went. The class was harder than usual because I haven't gone in a while. And the usual teacher is replaced by the one who teaches the harder classes. I almost regretted, regretted going while I was struggling on my mat, but I'm glad I went through it. I had breakfast and spent the rest of the morning helping my dad with something he needs done on the computer. It took until after lunch, but while working on it, I had a snack, played with Casper, and was able to compose a reply to Arizona Girl, who skipped a couple of days of messages because she was sick. I liked the songs that she recommended, and I felt like I had a personal DJ while listening to them. I left to study, which composed of watching lectures and answering questions, at a cafe in the area, and I'm still here. I'm feeling pretty productive, but I know I still need to step up. I also like that my journal is updated, so it takes less time to write each day. Each day entry takes about 20 to 30 minutes to write. Longer if I don't have something to help me recreate the day with, which is like updates to you or Google timeline, etc. I love having time to study and I'm allowing, I'm, I'm allowing myself to watch lectures. And so much alone time. I've finished with a big reviewer book months ago. Just making myself more confident with lectures. Need to do more questions, take practice exams. But I'm slowly but surely getting back into a groove. I know I haven't mentioned them since I think yesterday. But I do still think about the two people. And those thoughts still make me feel down from time to time. Thanks, C. I'll see you at 10.30 tomorrow. Tuesday, January 15, 2019. 6.20 p.m. Hi, C. Last night, I had dinner at home after studying a fair bit. I relaxed with Casper and listened to him snore and yip while dreaming. I watched an episode of Friends and slept. I dreamt I went on a trip with family to some zoo. I angered the lion. He gave us a head start. Then I told them we all had to leave and go home. We secured the house. My grandparents' house, that is, where I spent some summers before, because the lions were going to attack. My mom and I found we don't have enough padlocks. I realized later the iron gates are no match for a lion. I woke up feeling pretty good. My friend who lives in Thailand but is originally from around here called to ask about his girlfriend's visa situation. Felt happy and took care of Casper and had breakfast. I got ready and started to miss I a little bit. I thought about E and that maybe she really was just a cover for my hurt.
I thought about how things were so good, and I might not find that again. Decided I will buy some treats for Casper before seeing you, so I took Casper and my dad to the pet store and got treats. I felt alright after seeing you. It made me think about my choices and opinions about people, and I'm feeling I've been pretty judgy. I've spent some time carefully curating friends, especially after the breakup. I felt I couldn't be present for people who needed me to be strong, like friends who are hopping from guy to guy, making questionable life choices despite gently suggesting otherwise, and who would call me to dump their negativity slash drama. I've also experienced the isolation of being in the relationship with I, plus graduating, plus moving away from my hometown. I haven't been feeling as lonely as before, though. And the thought that I might be unpartnered for a while doesn't faze me. Just concerned about the physical aspects, but I suppose I've gone without with I. And if I really wanted slash needed it, there are ways to acquire what I need. It's easier said than done. Heard both my former text tones for I and E from strangers' phones. I didn't flinch like I would have before, but internally I went, oh, hmm, ah, and went on about my day. The conditioning is wearing off, but not enough that I don't notice it anymore. After seeing you, I went home, had lunch, talked to my Italian friend about some cryptocurrency marketing projects, also spoke to his wife for the first time. She has a beautiful, sexy voice. They're so sweet and have been asking that I visit them soon. I went to the post office to drop off more stickers, and I camped out at a cafe to study. I am about to leave now to head over to a new writer orientation for the MS-150. I've been looking forward to it. After that, I'll likely go straight home. Thanks, C. Wednesday, January 16, 2019. 6.12 p.m. Hi, C. Did go to the orientation last night and was happy I went. Lots of useful information and fundraising ideas. I parked in an unconventional but legal spot because the lot was full. And I ended up walking inside with a pretty girl about my age, who I talked to for a fair bit while walking. We split up, but she sat next to me with just an empty chair between us. She asked me how the food was, and I said I'll let her know once I take bites out of it. I didn't really talk during the orientation, but she found me and waited for me as I was coming down the stairs. We walked to our parking lot together and lingered a bit before parting ways. I gave her my name, and she gave me hers, and held out her hand. I shook it. Oh my god, her hand was so soft. And I really looked at her face for the first time. She had a big smile. She said she hopes to see me on a training ride, and I said it's very unlikely since we're training with different teams. She trains with one team, and I told her I train with the other team. She said, Haha, well, you never know. Stranger things have happened. I said, Haha, you're right. Well, goodbye. And I went back to my car thinking I should have told her to look me up on Facebook or something. I still don't know her name. This is not part of the update.
Her name was Maria. And I have no idea who she is now and where she is. Anyway, I went home, had dinner, and reviewed the materials from the orientation. I found my sex drive again before bed. Ha. 15 times. And that's a bit above average. Dreamt about doing the MS-150 and my brother was giving me tips. Woke up in the middle of the night to drink water. Arizona girl texted around 3 a.m. She works overnight sometimes. She was pleasant, engaging, and encouraging. She remembers little details I've told her before, and she actually asks me things. I like talking to her. Since your observation yesterday and my reaction to it, I will have to watch my feelings closely. Gay girl falling for straight friend is a lesbian trope I would rather not go through at this point in my life. I had breakfast and left around 10.30 to camp out at a cafe to study. I journaled, I replied to Arizona girl, and I'm still here studying. Later, I plan to attend a yoga class. See, let's talk about this tomorrow, please. Writing here because I'll probably forget. I feel good most of the time. Sometimes I have moments where I think of either one of the two people, and it makes me sad. I can go on about my day after a while. I'm trying to trust feeling good, but I sometimes get worried that there's something wrong or that I may not be healing right. At the core of this is really the question, is this normal? And it probably is. What might not be normal is that it seems I'm thinking that the default is sad mode. So when I feel good, sometimes I don't trust it instead of just rolling with it and enjoying it while it lasts. I'm afraid that I'm just starting to heal and that I'm going to run before I can walk. I'm questioning my feelings whether I'm just lying to myself that I have been feeling good. I'm questioning a lot of my decisions, including reviewing for the bar and training for the MS-150 and thinking who am I really doing it for and why? Whose approval am I seeking now? If it's my own approval, I know why I need it, but why can't I accept myself as is and feel like I need to do XYZ to be better? It's self-improvement, but I feel like if I want something this bad, I must not like my current self enough. I really don't, I think. It's because I want to be a better version of myself. I want to smile like I used to. I want to be vibrant again despite everything sad that happened. I don't want what makes me sad to define me. I have people telling me they notice a difference in my demeanor and that I'm starting to sound like my old self. I tell myself that while I do feel good, I suspect that I'm not entirely out of the weeds just yet and I have to be careful. Or it's all a ruse to trick people and myself that I'm alright so they won't worry. Being careful sounds like I'm preparing to live under some kind of rock. Why don't I seem to trust myself? Thanks, C. I'll see you at 8.30 tomorrow. Thursday, January 17, 2019, 6.04 p.m. Hi, C. This morning, I had to hit the snooze button a couple of times. I've been getting up later. I felt alright though. 
I felt great during and after our session. I should have trusted more that you would have told me if I really had something I needed to look more into. I think I knew, but it was myself that I didn't trust. I went home, had breakfast, and took Casper to the groomer. I went with my dad to pick up my mom from work. I then picked up Casper and bought him more treats because he was a good boy for the groomer. Went on a store run. Figured out a way to load my bike into the cab instead of on the truck bed. Was getting concerned I haven't put it put in some studying today. Going to get to it now before either going on a social bike ride tonight downtown or going to some bar alone and playing Harry Potter trivia for money. The bike ride is recurring weekly and I need the miles. And the trivia is just this once, so I'm leaning more on doing the Harry Potter trivia game this evening. I'm a little anxious about going to a sports bar and playing in the trivia game alone. That's probably why I should go to that. Anyway, today's been pretty good. Doesn't feel fake or anything. I trust it. Thanks, C. Friday, January 18, 3.23pm. My therapist said, which one did you decide to do? And I said, I went to the Harry Potter trivia game. I couldn't resist. I went alone, but I got adopted by some nice girls within like five minutes of entering the bar. We got fourth place, but we absolutely slayed trivia, and I made new friends and met new people. Friday, January 18, 6.34 p.m. Hi, C. I didn't get to study yesterday evening because I took a nap with Casper very important and it was lovely glad i did because i got home 11:30 from harry potter trivia game i gave one of the girls a ride from vintage park to downtown because she was going to take the bus at night and her friends are going the other way she's a big weed smoker has insomnia recently figured in a traumatic car accident and works as a bartender she invited me to go with them to Orlando for a mega comic convention, but it's not my thing, so I declined. I asked them to hit me up if they're going to do another trivia night somewhere, though. I woke up later than I had planned this morning. I had breakfast, then went on a quick 15-mile bike ride as a warm-up for tomorrow. I used the time to practice drinking water and work on my cornering and speed. George Bush isn't flooded anymore. I'm finally confident enough now with a bike to ride clipped in again. I figured out the back panel of the truck is actually a door, so it's a lot easier to stick the bike in now. I went home, I showered, I did lunch, and took Casper with me while I got a new easy pass. I dropped off Casper and popped in on my parents having lunch somewhere else to say hello. I miss them, but they're busy. Before going to the cafe... I updated my journal, did a bit of fundraising, and now I'm still studying. Slow going, but I'm looking forward to spending the rest of the evening in a near-empty cafe. Thanks, C. Saturday, January 19, 5.48 p.m. Hi, C. I ended up leaving the cafe earlier than I planned last night 
because my parents called saying they were going out of town on a whim. I guess it runs in the family. I went grocery shopping, cooked dinner, and relaxed at home. Decided to confirm I've gotten my sex drive back again. I had eight confirmations. I dreamt that I was wearing the Mickey Mouse shirt I got when I slept over at ease for the first time, and someone complimented me on it. I remember saying thanks and feeling sad, unable to say where I got it. I haven't worn that shirt in a long time. I woke up and I could hear the wind howling from inside the house. I mentally prepared myself for the arduous morning ahead. I took care of Casper, had breakfast, got ready, and left for Brookshire. I was a few miles away from the starting point when I received the message that the ride was canceled due to the winds. It's fight with your car door windy today, so it was a good call. Decided I will just ride alone tomorrow. I went home, unloaded bike stuff, packed studying stuff, played with Casper, and cooked slash packed my lunch. I headed for the library, but I realized it was too early, so I got gas and browsed the local bike shop. I texted I while gassing up, saying that Facebook told me that six years ago we were traveling together and that I hope she's well. She said her procedure is next week and she's okay. She asked when my exam was. I answered and that was it. I debated with myself first whether I could handle texting I. I felt good afterwards and didn't think about her too much. I studied in the library. I felt I was more distracted than usual. I was going to Google something and started with the letter E and E's Facebook page showed up in the suggestions. I looked at it, and then I closed it. I'm glad I unfriended her. I studied some more and ate lunch in my car. A series of events then happened that I'm too ashamed right now to tell you. Well, no. Here. I briefly checked the dating apps earlier. I noticed someone who liked me. She looked okay, despite not having too many pics on her profile. She messaged me about wanting to have sex. I declined at first, but I was curious. I let it continue. We spoke on the phone, and I noticed how aroused I was by the prospect. I placed a boundary that I won't lick her like she was asking. She kept begging me to come over. I was wet, and she sounded sexy on the phone. I agreed. She gave me her address. I notified two friends about what I thought I was about to do and the girl's information. This all happened within an hour. I arrived at her house and went inside. I repeatedly made her promise not to murder me. <laughs> she did promise throughout talking. I also asked about diseases and she said she was clear. Mental note to have a better screening process overall. I knew before I went through her door that I'm not gonna let this person touch me. 
she invited me to sit down on her bed. Her room smelled smoky, and she told me she was smoking pot. I asked her how high she is, and she laughed and said not at all. We talked for a bit, and she told me how wet she was. She's been telling me all that since talking on the phone and texting. She made me check it out. I did it through her pants. And then she guided my hand inside her pants. I touched her, and I made her come twice in a row. I didn't know what to do after, and I didn't want her to touch me, so I lingered a bit talking, considering touching her again, which I didn't, and then I excused myself to the bathroom to wash my hand. She told me she hasn't come like that in a long time, and that she will call me in 10 days when she's back in town. I told her she seemed busy because it was moving day and that I will go. I don't want to see her again. I provided proof of non-murder to my two friends. Lessons. Number one. Confirmation that I still know what I'm doing in bed despite years of one weighing it with I and her telling me I didn't know how to touch her. Number two, I will not let just anyone touch me. Number three, I lately don't seem to do that well with changes to my schedule. Number four, I have low impulse control when it comes to people. Number five, I can and will engage in risk-taking behavior if I don't actively check myself. I'm getting a snack, studying some more, then I'm meeting my parents for dinner. I'm not feeling very good about fingering my first frog. Thanks, C.